Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Warriors Invitational Podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boys Matt and Chuck. No invitation today, man. Um, it's just us three, um, the OG crew. And um, you know, we don't we don't really need to ask how we're doing today. Um, we're all in the same boat. Um, as a lot of Warriors fans right now, um, angry, pissed off, um, confused. Is this thing over? But it sounds like our parents just all got divorced, man. This is tough. yeah. This okay. it's a tough it's a tough side, man. This is I, this is I forget somebody on ninety five seven said I think it was Mark Willard and he was like, "This is the lowest moment I can remember in the last ten years of Warriors basketball." And you know, I, the clay injury was tough, and all all that you know the comeback story for everybody that was tough. But um, this was uh, this was the uh, arguably the lowest moment, man. And that's that's uh, and guys. This is this is where we should I think start off the show. Obviously, the Warriors coming off not one but two absolute shellackings um, to the Toronto Raptors. Um, shout out our guy S. He called it um, that the Raptors were going to win this one. Um, we thought it was going to be maybe a close game. Chris Boucher was in shots. Um, like the man called and the Warriors stood no chance. They were down by thir- 27 at some point, almost came back and then uh, subbed in Andrew Wiggins and we're down by 20 again. Fast forward to yesterday night, uh, New Orleans Pelicans bounce back game. Steve Kerr hit him with the, uh, this isn't going to happen again. We're not getting run out the gym, blah, blah, blah. Got the fans in their seats, 530 on a Wednesday. Um, traffic in the Bay Area is not for the faint of heart. And the Warriors got shellacked again. Um, they lost by 33, 35. That's whatever it was. They got absolutely murdered. They got absolutely murdered last night. And it, it was it was 40 at one point. It was they were down by 40 at one point, and fans were booing. Um, they booed on Sunday against the Raptors. They booed last night. This is the perfect place to start the show, man. Guys, is, is this the lowest moment that you can you can remember of of a Warriors basketball in the I don't want to say even the Steve Kerr. I want to say post drafting Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Let's say post drafting Draymond Green, twenty twelve. I so uh, I feel like the twenty nineteen twenty season was all right. Clay's out. That's pretty rough. But who knows? Steph gets hurt. What game six of the season? Uh, and then you're like, yeah, this one's over, but it was for reasons out of their control, you know, like coming off KD leaving, it was like, yeah, of course we're going to sign play. Who cares that he's hurt? Uh, Steph's coming back. Steph's still in the prime of his career. Like we can still do something. And then he gets hurt and you're just kind of like, uh, all right, well, everything that could have gone wrong just went wrong. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, this one sucks because everything bad that has happened is felt like has been in their control. Uh, you know, they've had players just drastically underperforming. You know, of course we said it time and time and again, Draymond taking himself off the floor for close to 20 games now this season. I mean, missed almost half the season now while being perfectly healthy, uh, which is just unacceptable. And, um, The real thing for me showed when I was working pretty late last night. Uh, You know, I'm on uh, out here in mountain time, probably wrapped up at like 7, 7.15. So first quarter wasn't even over yet. Uh, And then I checked the score. I go, oh, God, you guys were already texting us back and forth about it. And I go, should I even turn this game on? Um, 
you guys and my friends back home were like, no, don't do it to yourself. Don't turn this game on. Uh, and so I didn't. I had a nice quiet night pretending the Warriors didn't exist. And that's how you know it's the low point where I'm just like, I don't even want to do this to myself. I don't want to, I don't want to see what's going on out here. Uh, the general results just sounded like no effort. I mean, the defense just got blown apart, like 73 points at halftime, and it didn't even get better from there. So, yeah, I'd say this is probably the lowest point we've reached in the uh, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry era. Matt, what do you think? Couldn't agree more, Chuck. This sucks. Um, So, quite, yeah, the first thing you might think of is the Clay ACL, right? But I think even after that, you can look at the Clay ACL and you can say, you know what? Uh, players come back from the ACL. I just said ACL about four fucking times in two sentences. Um, when Clay blew out his Achilles, it was tough because that sucks. There you go without saying it. But second pick in the draft, there were some hopes there, right? Uh, pick Jimmy Wiseman, the rest is history, okay? But we didn't know the pit we were in at the time, okay? I feel like we're like out of Plato's cave now. We're finally seeing the light. We finally see what's happening in real life, you know, behind the curtain. Okay. This is actually like now we're aware that we're this could be the it. Could be, this could be the end. Right. I think we're all kind of in a place where um we want things fixed. We think there are means for fixing, but this could be it. And I think living in this pit, knowing we're in a pit, is making this a little harder than it's been in the past. Um I don't know what's gonna happen. But I know, Gotham, you brought this up. Chuck, I think you said something similar. This team has rolled over the last two games in ways that I've not really ever seen. This goes, it's like a war. And again, people don't really realize this, but like even going back to, you know, Nelly Ball and whomever else, right? This team didn't roll over. They, they, they'd play, they'd give up a million points a game. But even, you know, pre Mark Jackson, they fought like hell. With Mark Jackson, they fought like hell. So with Steve, obviously, for the most part, they fought like hell. We watched that shit 2019, 2020 team fight. On a lot of games they shouldn't have been in. Um, I want to be clear, they sucked ass. Okay. But they fought like hell. Okay. This team looks uninterested in playing basketball for the most part. They and that that sucks. That actually is like that's defeating. Even and even last year's team fought. Like we I feel like there was a lot of games like, you know, Glass of Clay, DiVincenzo, Pool. Like, oh, they, they, they were mismanaged like hell, right? But they fought. That they team fought, fought. Like they didn't roll over. And... They lost a million games by three, right? Um they that team invented the fake comeback, right? And this this team, but this year has, uh, they first they perfected it and then they shot it right in the fucking head. So, um, good for them. No, this is the worst. It couldn't be worse than it is. Um, the trade deadline cannot come soon enough. Uh, this team again, we've all said some variation of this. But they seem broken in some way. Steph looks like he's finally snapped in a way. Um, play is as irritable as he's ever been. Draymond's on the bench, finally demonstrating some semblance of like guilt on his face. He's watching this game and, the, and on the sidelines yesterday. You can see him looking out there, like, you know, it's like Anakin after he after he killed Mace Windu, man. Like, what have I done? It's tough stuff. Tough stuff out there for Draymond. Um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for changes. I don't really care what happens. Um, this just couldn't be worse. I'm tired of the Steve Kerr platitudes. I'm tired of the the lack of effort from our wings. Good Jesus God, man. Can Moses, not Moses, pardon me, all respect to Moses, man. I, 
Uh, too, too many good things to say about Moses. And of course, the guy gets his cap blown out. Not bad, actually, to be clear. It looks like a slight strain from the sounds of it, but um, has two great games in a row. Granted, they're in blowouts. But Kuminga and, and Wiggins look like whatever the opposite of having a family member held hostages, whatever the opposite of that is to motivate you, like your family member, like, hey, if you don't, if you play hard tonight, we're going to give your, or if you don't play hard tonight, we're going to give your family $10 million. That's how Wiggins and, and Kuminga are playing. Okay. So anyway, no, I'm in the pits. I'm in hell. Um, I've, I've been in misery for two years now. You guys know me pretty well at this point. I don't like this. Um, so with that, with that all being said, uh, champs made, he told me Christmas came a second time today. He said Christmas is also on January 11th. And he said everybody besides Steph is on the table at the trade deadline. Fire sale, okay. baby. Reactions, guys. Because I, I, you, Gotham, you shared that text, my guy. And actually, I don't know who shared that text. I might have shared that text. But anyway, um, it doesn't matter. It's a group chat. Group chat. Reactions, I do, boys. I do think I sent that in, but. Um, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. I, 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 have a, I agree. Uh, just on the lowest point thing, hundred uh, percent, lowest point of, of the year of this run. Um, and kind of because like you said, uh, the, the injuries and everything, there was always a hope that, you know, once you saw it, you know, they had a chance to get back and, and, you know, at least compete. And they did, they went and won a championship in 22, um, this year and this team, it's cooked. Like the product is cooked. Um, they, they, there's no adjustments being made when there's something good, you go away from it. They had another elite fake comeback yesterday. They cut it to 11 or something. Um, subbed out Moody, subbed out Looney, um, subbed in TJD, subbed in, uh, Wiggins. Um, I think at some, some point there, and obviously uh, Jonas Valanciunas just kind of went, just went ballistic, had a little Steph Curry third quarter himself. It's got to be a, it's got to be a twitch at this point, right? Like it's got to be a twitch. If you're Steve Kerr and you see someone really just. Yeah. I, I don't get it. it. I don't get it's it. It's got to be some like Tourette's thing where he's like, Wiggins, like Wiggins, come on out. Like he's, he's calling Wiggins yeah. to the bench. Like, it has and that's to be two games in a row that Wiggins. And again, man, like I, I don't want to, you know, keep piling on the dude because you know, he hasn't had a good year at all. And it, it's been a big reason why this team hasn't looked as good as they, we thought they were going into it. But um, that's back-to-back games that a comeback just got absolutely just shot in the face uh, when Andrew Wiggins got subbed in. And so it's time, it's time for change. And I think Shams, and if that, if that report is true, and that's what the mentality is for the team that everybody's on the table um, with that, except Steph Curry, obviously. And it sounds like um, if you guys listen to that Shams um, kind of sound by playing Draymond are also more unlikely to be dealt. Um, so essentially what they're saying is everybody. You said, has you said more unlikely, right? Yeah. Yeah unlikelier to get dealt it's not saying that it's off the table um and obviously we've had thoughts about Draymond Clay's obviously going into a contract year there's you know a couple players out there Zach Levine name coming up as one that you know potentially could be a dude that involves uh, Clay in a deal but other than that I don't really see Clay getting traded either I, I do think he gets re-signed at some point so essentially the 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 sound out of the front office sounds like it's going to be look we're officially going all in on the core um which you know, it's 18 months too late um, in my eyes. Um, you know, they, this should have been the case um, after that 22 ring. Um, it, the, it, for me, the bigger the bigger annoying part of this whole thing has been the just lack of being able to say this exact thing, um, you know, years ago. Um, obviously, you know, that 2020 season and everything, um, you didn't know. 2021, you kind of – Steph was obviously um, taking uh, – taking, um, 
taking the stab. He was playing at MVP level. And then obviously they put a squad around him in 22 with the perfect mix of, you know, vets. And, you know, it wasn't anything crazy, man. It was guys like Otto Porter. It was Nemanja Bielica. It was uh, GP2. It was Damian Lee when he was there. And then you had the kind of young guys in Moses and JK who could kind of come in and obviously you had the core playing and, and those guys, Jordan Poole with the leap, Wiggins playing like the way he did. But it wasn't too hard in terms of construction of, of guys you needed to fill out. And obviously you need your main guys to play better. And that's been a big reason why this year hasn't gone well. But, you know, it's, it's also, also just finding those combinations of just correct players to fit in. And um, this kind of just towing the line of not knowing what, direction you're going to go is it youth is it not is it do we develop these guys when they've developed well the older older guys haven't played well so it really just feels like a culmination of everything kind of coming together um and in a negative kind of spiral so i'm 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 happy with the report i think it's much needed um i think we can all agree i don't really care anymore um if like they win another championship um to be completely honest like four chips four chips in eight years or whatever this run is you know four and ten we've we've seen enough championships for 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 a lifetime and if this is the end like we'll look back on this run and, and obviously have great great memories but the fact that it's ending like this where the product isn't fun um it's it's a shit watch every night like every night you're in a close game your turnovers just bad shots not making stuff guys can't play well like bad coaching decisions like this something's got to give and you look man like i don't i want to give steph the best chance he has to get another ring i think the guy deserves it um, and Steve Kerr said it a lot, man, the, the dude is carrying the weight of this franchise on his shoulders and right. I mean, rightfully so, like he is our best player, he's the top 10 player of all time. Um, but at a certain point, you got to do something to help out your superstar. Um, he's 35. He can't, he's going to be good for some of these slumps, man. That's every, even in his prime, he was, you know, he had games where he couldn't, you know, carry the team, um, just, you know, off bad shooting nights or whatever it is. And so for all this, for, for guys like Draymond to, to hit European dudes and, and miss times as much as he has and, and clay and, and Wiggins and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the message. Um, I think it's time, um, who that, who that turns into and, and what happens, obviously it's going to be a wait and see, but I think, uh, you know, Mike Dunleavy to his credit, he's, he said it, you know, they had 15 games kind of to, to prove it. Um, they're seven and seven since he made those comments. So obviously still kind of teetering around that, that 500 kind of ass basketball that we've been seeing. So um, no, I'm, I'm fully behind that, that mindset. And I think that the, the urgency, it sounds like it's there. Um, it has to happen, you know, very soon. Um, if like sooner it, it, this a trade has to happen, like yesterday, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, like if yesterday didn't open anybody else's eyes to, seeing if this could work, um, you know, Jonathan, you, you sound sad in a way. I just can't even, it's hard for me to hear right it, now. It is, man. And like, I look, man, <laughs> I, I'm the biggest like optimist. And I, I went into this season, like thinking that this team could win a championship and look, man, injuries happen. Like CP's missed time, GP's missed time. Um, but guys just haven't played well. And it sucks. Cause like, you know, you last year going into it, you felt like they had a chance and I've, I've so said it today. Like if they had last year's, if they had last year's squad with this year's bench, I think they mess around and might, you know, win a fifth one. But again, Denver, whatever, like that whole thing. But just to see it kind of blow up in in real time is is not is not is not fun for anybody. No, it sucks, man. It's, it's horrible. Just, it's just. Chuck, like, I want to. Yeah. I want to real quick. No, go, man, Chuck. I, I was you were ready to fire off, man. A second ago, I I cut you off. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, and the Steph quote was really interesting too, of uh, going post game and saying. You've seen it. We can't just keep doing the same things, expecting a different result. Um, 
And, you know, one thing that I think we've been really grateful for is we've had, like, 10 years now of Steph being in, like, this star tier. And uh, usually, you know, stars of that level, stars who are the face of the franchise, and the team goes where they go, they tend to, you know, leverage a little power and say, I want these things. Uh, I want this guy. I want these moves to happen. Um, you know, it's especially weird seeing like LeBron constantly getting his coaches fired and making trades happen and doing all these things and KD uh, just doing whatever the hell he likes and making these terrible, terrible big threes over and over again. Uh, Steph has never been that guy. Uh, so that really, the fact that he's going out there publicly and saying things need to change on this roster and they need to change now is a pretty damn good indicator of where things are. Um, and I was going to say, like, that's probably about as good of an indicator that we are at the breaking point. Um, and another good that. indicator, another good indicator that we're at the breaking point is that you've lost your positivity, Gotham. Like, I've never, oh, I've never seen that, man. Like, you're always like, oh, we're going to win this one. We're still going to be championship. I haven't, I haven't seen a championship text from you in weeks. Like, it's, 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 that's a good it's sign. That's a good sign that we're fucked. <laughs> 100%. And, like, that's – look, man, everybody's, like, said it. And it, it, it sucks to see, like, your your idols kind of go down. And it's, it's, at times gonna, it's going to happen to everybody, right? Like, it's not – it's the end of a dynasty, and, and any iteration of the NBA has never been pretty. And so – it maybe it was you know it was fool's gold to expect like after last season that you know maybe this is the end but i think that the the, the thing that makes it tough is that is steph is still playing at such a high level and look can he can he be the guy that can carry you like he did in 2022 maybe not like maybe he needs a little bit more help but you have the assets to make that help come and that's where my kind of annoyance with the team is right now of of seeing the same thing over and over again like and again like we're like the 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 cruelest part about this whole thing is like they they're not dead. Like you're 17 and 20, you're you're let or 12th in the West. So you're not there's a lot of time that if a move is made within, you know, a reasonable amount of time that you can turn this around and go on a run and 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 get into that top six and and go do that. We've seen teams do that. We saw Boston do it in 2022 when they acquired Derek White and started playing Robert Williams. So it's not that this is out of the out of question that this team can still, you know, this core can still do it, but it's beyond clear that it's got to be another, it's got to be another iteration of how they're going to get there. But for Steph to come out and say that, like you said, Chuck is, is huge. I think that, you know, we joke about LeBron. Um, I think we've said this before on another episode of how LeBron kind of the GM kind of stuff and, and taking that into his hands. But, you know, to the guy's credit, when something's not working, he makes, he makes that decision. He, he lets the team know and he lets the front office know. And so for Steph, you know, I feel like that's that was something that people have always kind of asked about, like, or the, the, the leadership of Steph, I don't know, it's stupid to call it out. Uh, I know Stephen A. Smith has had was going around town saying stuff like that, but like this is part of it, you know. Like you have to realize when the right time is to pull the plug, and I think you know these last two games have, have shown that. And so for for Steph to come out and and say that, give that, give us that quote of you know doing the same things, insanity, or whatever, puts the guys on notice. I think that officially now you have to make a move like ASAP because you know if, if guys weren't motivated before like to, to now know that the entire team is on is on the trading block outside of like your superstar um I, I don't think you're gonna get you know good effort or good product in the next few games um so 
um yeah but but for Steph to to go out and say that and make that known to the front office to the fans um to everybody um big big step and you know hopefully you know within before our next episode or whatever that is you know we'll uh we'll uh, we'll see a new squad God, I'm going to ask you real quick, man, because, again, we, we have both hit the uh, the Gotham's panic button, Chuck and I have. You do think, though, still this team can make a move and get back to that 100%. top six space? I do. I do. And I, I do think that because – and it's it's not even like I, – I, I, I'm jo- we joke about the optimism. I'm not even, like, looking at it from an optimism standpoint. I'm looking at it from – look, if you get guys that are being thrown around, Pascal Siakam um, – you know, other role players, guys who are more ready. And it's, it's, you need to, you need to lean on defense. Um, I think if there's, there's a combination of guys that you can get out. I know DeJounte Murray was a guy that we floated around and there were some reports. And so I'm not saying it's going to happen. It really depends on what the hall is and who they end up getting. But there is, like, if you get a Siakam and you can run out a Steph Clay, um, let's say they end up doing this. I know there are reports that uh, there's Moody or Kaminga. Let's say they keep Kaminga in this case. Like you get JK, Pascal, Draymond. Um, then you have guys like Paws, GP, um, something else in that hall, whatever that, that, that rotation starts to, to you're going to be, you're still going to be eight, nine guys deep with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Pascal Siakam um, and everybody else. So, I do think that, you know, a, a drastic overhaul doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this team's out of it. Um, I do think that they could, because they, look, if they get in the top, if they get a playoff series without having to go in the play-in, anything can happen. And I'm, I'm not, put, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm still at the point where you, these guys get to the dance. Um, I, I'm until I see it, you know, like we saw last year, you know, they, they, they ran out of gas. If, until I see that, um, I'm still rocking with Steph to, 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 you know, lead us to that promise line. But you have to elevate the floor of this team and you have to do it fast. And if that doesn't happen, you know, then yeah, you're, you're screwed. But if it does um, again, you know, you're only, you're 37 games in the season. So there's more than half of the games left. You're, you're obviously getting into more, um, you know, dangerous territory, but there's like this team, like the, the in 2022, they, they went on, they started 18 and two, and then they were playing 500 ball. So it's, you need one stretch that really gets you over the top and, you know, a new, a new look team, maybe that just, maybe just the thing that gets you into that, into that, uh, into that spot. Yeah. I like that you said new look team. Cause I, I think, I think it needs to be a new look team. Like, I don't think it's a one move type deal for this guy, this, this squad would- anymore. Um, Guys, I think we should play a little game. We're going to play a game of what I just decided in my head is called, uh, how safe is this guy on a scale of uh, I'll drive him to the airport to uh, to keep him? Okay, I'll drive him to the airport. Obviously, hey, get him the hell out of here. I'm good with it. Uh, to keep him, we're gonna leave Steph out of this. Um, we'll go kind of through the rotation. I think ten guys stop at stop at a uh, good old Corey Joseph. I think I'll um, drive him to the fucking airport, man. Okay, but we can start there. Gotham. I'm gonna just pull out the roster, but starting with uh, starting with Kojo Gotham. I look, man. This isn't even anything against Corey Joseph personally. Um, the guy just makes my blood boil. I don't know why. Um, can't hit a shot. Doesn't fucking plays good defense and like does whatever. But like, man, I I I just the guy makes my. This is more personal than anything. So I will drive him to the fucking airport. But um, I can. I he has you know stepped in and and with CP out has still has provided some good minutes. Um, but I don't know something about him is he's he's at like because well, I, I had the same thing with like Damian Lee back in the day and. Something about him just just made my blood. Work. Well, he he has that thing going on where he doesn't do shit. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's 
That's the Makes Damian Lee look like an all star compared to, to what Kojo brings to the table. I'm not gonna lie, Damian Lee is like the classic ex girlfriend. My God, I let her go. What was I thinking? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that I mean, is <laughs> the other side. I'm like, yo, baby, take me back. He I, was nothing. He was nothing but good to us, I man. Grew it's, up, tough. I promise. it's tough. It's tough. Chuck, um, your your first target is gonna be Gary Payton second, man. Oh, Gary. Um. I don't want to say, I don't want to say drive him to the airport because of I love him. I love the way he plays. Um, but the guy's making a decent chunk of change for a role player. You know, he's sitting around eight mil a year, and he just can't stay on the floor. You know, like it's really, it's really tough. And I think there's a world where they could build a roster that could kind of like accommodate what he does. Just being a defender, cutting, shooting open threes, that kind of thing. But, it, you know, the injuries plus the age plus the salary plus the just lack of any sort of offensive creation or pressure that he brings on that end. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna drive him to the airport, but I'll chip in for his Uber. Tough. Tough stuff for Gary, man. Okay, well, um, I get it. I actually – I think I agree – pretty strongly it is tough that that to me i think out of all the moves which i'm probably most like emotionally okay with feels to me like the biggest betrayal for some reason i don't i think it is because of the chip it is because he's an absolute dog it is because you feel for him with the injuries but the nine million he makes it's outside of the obvious wiggins and cp contracts um it's just it's, it's it's the highest number you can move, right? So when you gotta make certain things work, which the Warriors are gonna have to, and again, I think we all just agree this team's not one move away, right? Um, it's one of those contracts that has to go, and if you can't, if you again, you you gotta play, right? He's playing less and less every year, and God, it hurts my soul. God, it's hurting you, man. I'm, I'm keeping him just because he's Steph's best friend, man. Like he just vibes, <laughs> bro. Like I need him. Bro. Like this fool is just he's goaded. I love GP. I can't. I I get the. I get. I know it's probably gonna happen, but I, I'm, I'm gonna keep him. Just if he's healthy, um, he's okay. he's awesome. So I, I want to keep him. Well, my my first target here is Sarich. Um, listen, I I'm sorry. I I think he's I'm I might kind of walk with him. I might hide the Uber and then while he's while the, I'll have someone kind of open the door and I'm tripping him and pushing him in. Like I I can't I don't like I'd like to enjoy a few minutes with him while we're walking, but the guy is the definition of a zero man. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't with the guy. I, I like him a lot. You know what? I'm even, as I'm saying, I'm feeling bad about it. On a scale of one, I keep driving to the airport, I'm taking that back. Sarich, facilitate a move, back up big. I'm I'm doing a full 180. I'm keeping Sarich. I'm not passionate about it, but he can stay. He can stay. If a move requires $2 million more million, I'm not going to cry about it. The guy's actually been solid for what a backup big needs to be. Um, and I think next to Draymond, he'd be even better. So full 180. I'm sorry for the metaphor, the tripping metaphor, Dario. If you ever hear this, I like your mustache, and I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so Matt, no, you, you, Matt, you drive him to the airport and then pick him up, come back. I'm driving him, and then I'm I'm getting there, and I'm Pull I'm crying, and I'm Ross, saying I'm Rachel, sorry. I'm like, get back. off the plane, kind of deal. Get back. It's tough. Yeah. Rachel and Ross. Rachel, Rachel and Ross and friends. That's that's me and Dario. Love it. <laughs> okay. Gotham, your next guy. <laughs> saying saying Beelitz's his name at the altar. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh no. 
No, uh, I'm, Gotham. I'm with you. I'm with you there on Sarich. Like, I yeah, think I think you keep him. There's man. only there's only so many productive minimum contract guys you're gonna get, and if he's gonna be one of those guys, you know, like we said, they have other minimum guys. If they really need like two extra million dollars in salary filler, Corey Joseph's right there. Yeah, you no, know, get him. Up. Obviously, we haven't really seen anything. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really seen anything from Guy Santos, but like he's right there if you need extra salary. You know, like there's other ways to get it done. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on Dario. Like, yeah, keep him t- tentatively, tentatively keep him. I went through the whole emotional process, Chuck. That was very well said, and it was uh, responsible and mature in a way I couldn't even hope to be. So good for you, um, Gotham. You have a big burden uh, on I know, your shoulders I right saw, now, man. I just saw I'm going to point this out. This guy's making about $8 million, if I recall correctly. Another one of those sizable contracts the Warriors have to move. Um, some days he looks like the greatest offensive rebounder. Seven, Chuck. $7 million. Thank you. Some days he looks like the GOAT offensive rebounder. Um, some days he looks like he's got to go to Germany every three hours for the, the PCP injection in his, in his knees. Um, plasma. PCP. No, P- PCP is tough. PCP, PCP is tough. That's my bad. Plasma-rich uh, platelets, what I meant. PCP. You know what, though? If we're being real. <laughs> he could, he could, he could, it might help. Lou, if we're being might, real, though. He might Lou, be. He might be. Lou could be okay on – you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip out the rest of this one. Um, getting delusional, apparently. Gotham, uh, where are we at with Looney? We drive him to the airport. We keeping him. What's the what's it looking like? Dude, I'm getting him a the nicest chariot ever to, to in, go in style, man. A king's exit. But – Man, I, I'm with you. The money, it's the same kind of thing with GP. Um, you know, Looney's forever stamped um, in my eyes. If we keep him, I'll be happy. Um, but again, that's the money part. Um, and from a production standpoint, you know, as a backup big, you know, you can keep him. I, I think it really depends on, it really depends on who uh, who you get in some of these deals. You know, if you're able to get a, a big man, uh, like if you, I, I know Nicole Vucevic is a guy that's been thrown around. Like if you get, a big man that can, that can kind of score and do that, then yeah, man, I'm, I'm all with, uh, I'm, I'm all for, uh, getting, getting Looney out, but man, the guy, the loon, loon God, man, the, the, the guy's stamped and, uh, statues, statues forever there. Um, we'll never forget the, the eight and twenties that he was putting up, um, fools goaded. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get him the nicest, uh, chariot to, to go to SFO and go wherever he's got to go, but it pains me. That was a tough. That was the first real hard one. Um, I guess GP was tough too. But Loon, if it were, if it if it's necessary, then yeah, I'm I'm not gonna hesitate. That's tough. It's it's cold blooded. It's, uh, it's, it's like it's Game of Thrones in this motherfucker, bro. But what it's necessary, going? man. It's necessary. Um, Good jobs. Looney has never, in my eyes, done a single thing wrong. Never. Besides, be slow and unable to finish in the rim. Besides those two not things, his fall, man. Homie it's not. KD. It's not, man. Betrayed by his body. It's yes. in the Gary Payton category, but even more so. We love, we love Loon. Uh, Chuck, any anything to add there? Nah, I'm with you, Gotham. Like I am, I'm renting out that weird uh, glass hatchback Pope mobile that they drive the new Pope around in. Oh, the, yeah. I'm picking. I'm picking Loon up in it. I'm seating him on the back. He's waving like the Queen of England at all. I'm getting him to his. Eyes. I'm getting him to his seat in the plane, man. Like I'll get him. I'll get him peanuts if he wants. Like whatever he wants, and make this exit as as best as possible. But 
No, like first class ticket. I'm prepaying for his meal. Love this guy. I'm paying. I'm paying for the car to pick him up at the airport uh, when he gets there. But yeah, he's gonna have to get there at some point. So it's it's the time. Uh, Who's who's other? Is it Chuckster? Yeah, we got we got uh, Moses next. Um, Oh God! Before you say it, Chuck, this is this is what I want to say. Um, in terms of like what makes this whole thing feel so bad, it's because we love these guys. Like we love a lot of these players, yeah. and it's it's so tough to to get to the point where we're like, yo, we, we got to get rid of them to to you know get this team back to where it is. Chuck, you got you got another tough one, man. Moses, uh, what what are you feeling? You know, if we had a coach who could, I don't know, see the merits of the basketball he plays then I would feel differently because he's so like you said earlier, Gotham, he's a great four raiser. He's always looking to be aggressive with the shot. I think he does all of the right things and it just doesn't seem to matter. So I, I'm done, you know, same as Looney. I'm giving him the full, the full treatment, the whole nine yards um unfortunately driving him to the airport but i'm gonna do it in a happy way you know it's like when a parent drives their kid off to college and you're just like this is bittersweet and i'm not gonna see you again but every time you come back to visit uh you know you'll be you'll be a better man you'll be a better man for it there's a lot of development going on and every time we see him we'll be like whoa this is like a whole different guy um so you know at this point and like you said too, with the love we have for these players and what they've contributed, I want to see Moses Moody thrive, yep. and it's not going to happen here. So you know, gotta gotta send him up to school, and uh, you know, hope he hope he gets that development he needs. So I'm on the same page. My only caveat is, as part of the deal, Steve Kerr has to give him a piggyback, piggyback ride to the airport. That's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> Can't do that, bro. The, the development's not there yet. Um, Steve has to give a piggyback ride. Yeah, not not there. But yeah, no, I'm with you, Chuck. I it's it, I like the way you said that. Like as a kid going off to college, like I think Moses is going to be good for it in a new situation. And um, the guy, like he's he's a he's a legit NBA player, man, and he's going to do great things. And can't believe that our coach couldn't see it. To be honest, he, he's just good. Like Moody is just like a, he's a good wing in the NBA. He is what he is playing the way that the Warriors were hoping Wiggins would play genuinely. Like he does, he's doing those things. He hustles on D he's when given the opportunity, shoots the piss out of the ball. Um, when he gets a rhythm, right. It's, it's, uh, again, I will say this over and over again. How does Steve Kerr look Moses Moody in the eye after two games? Like he's had the last two nights. I just, I don't know how he does it. Um, Matt, you got, you got another, another kid going off to college. Um, Jonathan Kuminga, but uh, let, let's hear it, Matt. What, what you, what I, you, I'm what not going to lie. I, uh, I, again, I, I think I've been pretty, I think highly to Kuminga for, in a lot of ways, I don't think he's given best effort consistently. Um, I appreciate dogs like in the NBA. I love a fucking, I love a workhorse, man. I love a Moses Moody type player and they're out there. They're just giving everything they have. Um, so sometimes Kuminga can rub me the wrong way. Cause I don't think it's how he's wired necessarily, but it's also to be clear, in the situation he's in, these two guys especially have been just tugged and jerked around like you couldn't believe. Um, so I totally feel for them. I think JK has looked good in the last 
three, four weeks as a starter. He's been, I think he's been solid. Um, for all the talk comparing him and Wiggs, and I've done these things, I don't even think they're they play similarly, right? I think JK loves loves getting his body in the guys. I think he loves being physical at the rim. I think he loves posting up. I think he loves drawing contact, even though he's not a great free throw shooter. So I don't always love that they do the same things comparison. I don't think they're accurate. I think I think uh, JK has a pretty clear path to like really high level starter to like maybe an all-star. Um, with that being said, this guy is not the, he's not the future of any franchise by himself. I think he's going to be, I think he's gonna be a really good player one day. I think even right now he's a good NBA player. Um, with that all being said, he's got to go. Uh, he's, he's the Warriors most valuable asset. I think, um, he, he's got, I think 8 million, 9 million bucks in the books. We know the the deal $7 million. I think actually, I think he and he and CP combined for like a perfect Seahawks deal. Uh, they can't they can't do the Wiseman thing twice. They can't do the Wiseman thing twice where they think a guy is like a future franchise pillar when probably not. Especially probably not if they have any intention of keeping Steve Kerr. I'm sorry. Um so with that being said, I'm uh I'm wishing him the best of luck. I'm giving him a hug, kissing him on the cheek. I'm saying I'm really proud of you. It's like I'm sending him off to college and the household he's been in you know, me and my partner have not been good to him kind of thing. Like you're going to do great. I don't think you'll ever come home. I think you deserve a good world out there. Um, I'm, I'm driving him to the airport. He's sitting shotgun and I'm, I'm, uh, we're, we're, we're getting a cheeseburger on the way out. Okay. I think he deserves it. Um, but JK has got to go with that being said, he's, he's valuable, man. He, he looks good. They can't do the thing. The whole, Oh, he's valuable now. Uh, he's looking like he might be a player. I know move him. That's why you got to move him now. His value is actually pretty high right now. Get him out of here. I love you, JK. We'll share those cheeseburgers, man. But you're you're going. You're outie. Yeah. Um, I I totally I agree 100 percent I I am teetering on the keep him side just because of that reason. Um, not and, and again, if there's a deal out there that that requires Kaminga, I'm not hesitating. But I think with him getting the full, like the, just getting unleashed, um, when he's given the opportunity in the starting lineup. Um, it seems like he's making those strides. I think Kuminga playing with these with this core, uh, I think can be a very, very legit um, you know, rotation guy and and you know, be a guy that can this year, next year to really step up, especially if given the opportunity without having, you know, other guys in the Wiggins, Moody, whoever it is, like guys that are trying to um, you know, get those minutes as well. So I I am if we can keep him, I wouldn't very down. But I totally agree. Um, if that, if it requires, if it's a sticking point in a deal to get like a guy like Siakam, um, send it. Uh, it's you're, you're like you said, Matt. You're never gonna get a better value for him than than right now. I'm glad you brought that up. I actually jokes aside. I, I yes. First of all, if you can get Siakam without moving Kaminga, do it. However, I'm moving Kaminga the next day or the same day in a different deal to get somebody else as well. Yeah, fair, fair, very fair. You know, Chuck, where you at? Yeah, no, I I agree with all of what you guys said. I think you know you can't you can't cling on to the promise of what he might be years down the road, uh, for the sake of wanting something in the near future. Um, and yeah, no, I just can't get you can't you can't get too attached to the youth and the potential, and you know that that ship has really sailed. So. Yeah, you know, he 
he and Matt will enjoy those cheeseburgers on the way to the airport. Uh, time-honored tradition, a little in-and-out run uh, yeah. while you're on the way. But, no, I think uh, I think that's just kind of how it has to be. Um, next up, another tough one here for Gotham. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis. This, what do you this think was, he is? This wasn't that tough for me. I'm keeping him. Um, I'm keeping TJD. Um, I think that regardless of who you get, um, having an athletic kind of rim running protector guy that can kind of open the, the middle of the paint. Um, you know, we've seen him and clay in those pick and rolls and it's pretty money. Um, with guys like Steph and clay on this team, um, TJD is going to just be eaten in the post. Um, whether that's through, um, you know, just slip in, um, pick and roll stuff, um, defensively is obviously still a lot of work to go. I think he showed flashes, um, but like every rookie, um, you know, there's going to be growing pains, but, um, if he's your backup center or your you know, third option center, whatever it is, um, I think he brings a lot to this table just from a uh, from a spacing standpoint that he can eat um, on this team. And so, um, honestly, pretty easy one for me. I'm I'm keeping TJD. And I, I think that, you know, I think it, however this shakes out, he's going to be one of those young guys that could is possibly not as well-known and fit in on other teams as well as guys like Moody and Kuminga and, and even – pods who's, who's obviously coming up but so i'm I'm keeping tjd man enjoy that apartment in san francisco get cozy man uh you about to be here for a little bit he's uh he's i like tjd i think he's like the most unique center the warriors have had in a long time that's pretty much solely because of his running ability i think um with that being said I've made this comparison a few times, different conversations. I don't know what year it was. One of Kobe's last prime years. Okay. The Lakers traded for Ramon Sessions. Okay. Ramon Sessions, I think before that was a cap was a point guard with the Cavs. All right. Um, and uh, you know, the you know how the media treats the Lakers, right? They they could trade for me and it would be like their their title favorites. Okay. Represent. The Lakers traded for Sessions, and it was the biggest deal on planet Earth, right? And Sessions, I remember watching a game with my dad one day. It was one of the, the national TV games, right? And Sessions made a, a beautiful, you know, full court pass and a fast break, okay? Um, And I just remember my dad saying, like, oh, my God, like, this this guy's pretty solid. He's, we didn't know Ramon Sessions, right? Uh, in hindsight, the only special thing about Ramon Sessions was that he wasn't Derek Fisher. Okay. <laughs> so I like TJD. I think we have good reason to like TJD. Okay. I think one of the big reasons we really like TJD is because he's not Javon Looney. Okay. He's athletic. He finishes at the rim. Um, he's springy. He's spry. However, I don't, I don't think TJD should be a guy. If somebody needs him, if they're like, we need one more young guy. I'm, and in, let's say JK is not going, it's Moody. I'm sending TJD before Potts, for example, right? Um, I like him. You said second string, third, like third center. I totally agree. He's a nice guy to have in that role. Obviously, he can step in and do things. Um, however, anybody who thinks this guy is like the answer of the Warrior starting center spot, I think they're kidding themselves. I, I like TJD. I think he's going to be a nice player in the NBA for a long time. Um, no qualms with the keep him. I think if you can, again, like I said, rotation player. Um, however, I, I uh, can't get over that remote sessions comp. Chuck? No, I, I think that's beautiful because 
I, I'm with you too on TJD where like if it makes sense for you to acquire someone else and, you know, like let's say they're making a move to get a starting center and Looney is going to the bench and, you know, you need to make him the third string guy or you need to include him in the deal to make the money work. I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, but if you make a move that involves Kavon Looney and you decide TJD is going to be the backup, great. Because I think for all the same reasons you said, Gotham, he's a legitimate rim runner. He's a shot-affecting presence, not only a shot-blocking presence, but he's really good at altering things around the lane. Um, we've seen, you know, kind of the, the rough spots where, you know, the league has definitely gotten a lot bigger um, in terms of what you're going to be seeing in terms like Jokic obviously being a big part of that, but, you know, Minnesota's thriving, effectively running two centers in their starting lineup. Uh, you're going to, you're going to need someone who can be physical, who can hold up in the post at least and not fall for all the tricks that these guys have. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you too. And I think the point you made with pods, which is the next guy we need to talk about, I'm team, I'm team keep because, you know, if you're going to, if you're making some like sell the farm deal and you've got to include every good asset you have, okay, then yeah, maybe there's a scenario where he could be traded, but we've seen the Chris Paul experiment not really work. And the Warriors clearly at least have a strong bench ball handler, one who makes defensive impact, one who's really smart, one who shoots the ball really well. He's just a he's a, he looks like he can be a great warrior. And especially keeping an eye on next season, which you know, I think a lot of these moves is hey, let's do something now, but let's also keep an eye on next offseason where we can make a big acquisition. If you're in that position, you're taking Chris Paul's contract, you're trying to turn it into a wing or a big, you're going to need some ball handling juice, some rim pressure, some shooting from the backcourt coming off the bench. And Pods brings all of those things. He's young. He's only going to be in the second year of his rookie contracts, and he already looks like he earned a place. So I, I would strongly lean towards keeping him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, totally agree. Um, I think even just kind of building on that, like these guys are going to be second year players, like you said, Chuck. So even financially from a trade standpoint, I don't see how um, how much of an asset they are in terms of like making a deal like or making or breaking a deal, if that makes sense. Like if do they get they're like Kuminga Moody could be sticking points and rightfully so they've they kind of had more to prove. But I feel like pause and TJD, you're going to have the option to to keep them if you want. And so I think, yeah, I, I, and like we saw it in the 2022 run, man, like Kuminga and Moody, when they were given a chance as rookies, um, they had some good minutes. And I, I think pause and TJD are similar kind of floor raisers um, when given the opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm team keep the, keep the rookies this year. Yeah. In between with a lot of these guys, I love pods to be clear. Um, and I'm not even going to put a ceiling on pods ever. I'm not going to put a ceiling on a guy on a guard who can average eight rebounds a game and shoot 40% from three. Like, I don't know if that can be at any point. Um, and guy who's as smart as he is, he's the guy I'd be least 
if I'm the Warriors, I'm fighting tooth and nail to not give him a pause in the deal for all the reasons you said, Chuck, for all the reasons you said, Gotham. Um, he is a Warriors, he's a Warriors warrior, right? He really is. He's a dog. Um, maybe has, it keeps, I keep saying main character syndrome. I'm not sure, but I don't care. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he really cares about the game, man. Um, <laughs> that, that long sit on the bench. After the Raptors lost, it's after dramatic two weeks after forget. Clay called him dramatic, dramatic rookie, rookie is it's is classic man. But um, no, I'm fighting tooth and nail to keep him. I actually do think though, if I'm again, he's a guy from the Warriors. I think you have to make explicitly clear you don't want to move him because I'm gonna be frank though. If I'm the Raptors, I want pods. Yeah, I want pods. I he's a guy again. He's a spot starter here and there. He can play with a lot of different lineups like we've already seen. Right, he's a connector. Um. It's so the Warriors are they they have to kind of make it clear it's not a guy that won't like they're willing to move. Um, I don't think he should be untouchable necessarily, but I think he should be the closest thing as far as the young guys goes to being uh to being I don't want to say touchable, but uh acquirable. Okay. Um I guess it's my turn. We're getting have... into the good stuff, man. It's it's the, we got three guys, three guys left. Obviously, we're not we're keeping Steph Curry, so we got three dudes left. Um Mr. Money Green, man. Draymond Green, Matt, where, where are you at? Because. So, yeah, here's what I'm doing with this. Okay. I am. I'm telling Draymond I'm trading him. I am putting him in the Uber and in the driver's seat. I'm going to have the most Rudy, Go, Rudy Gobert doppelganger you could possibly find. Okay. I'm going to have Rudy Gobert in the driver's seat. In the passenger seat, I'm going to have Nurkic, a Nurkic lookalike. Okay. Steven Adams ball. And I am. Right. I'm going to give this thing a half hour. I'm going to say, yep, we're trading Draymond. Give me a half hour. Have them drive him around. If if for a half hour Draymond can keep his hands to himself, um, I'm going to let him know it was all a joke. Draymond, we want to keep you. Okay. Um, no, I mean, jokes aside, listen, I I I don't think they can trade Draymond. I don't know what they can get for Draymond. Um, I don't – I all the antics aside, all the annoyance aside um, – I I have not enjoyed watching anything less than I have the Warriors defense the last like you know three two weeks. Okay. Um. Oh, not Cook man. Did I lose you guys? No, no, you good. Okay. Uh, I have not enjoyed watching anything less than the Warriors defense the last few weeks. Um, this team needs Draymond. Like, Pierre, they they are. He is like some some weird like mind control agent on the defensive end where he's got like tentacles in everybody's brains because when he's not out there, their defense it, it's it's I don't need to say anything right it's just it's it's tough it's tough it's horrible um, they need a defensive captain out there I don't care who they get they're not replacing that and unless they fully 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 you know, revamp this whole roster which again I'm I'm open to I think Draymond probably has to stay so I'm leaning I'm leaning to keep him. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I I love I love the way you said it. Um, driving around, kind of tell him because I forget. I think it was Monty Pool that he uh, was on the post game or pregame show at some point. Um, and he was like, the Warriors made it clear like Draymond doesn't have any more strikes left. Um, and so you know it, it's kind of a weird situation because obviously you know he's cost last year. Obviously the the, the punch and everything was was well documented. Of that was. You know what railroaded the season 
this year. Um, Draymond's missed 19 games, and we've needed him for every single one. Um, and it's completely um, his fault for for like not being able to control his antics um, again. And so, yeah, I mean, I and from that like part of me wants to get rid of him just to send a message, but the other part of me knows, um, you know, what this guy brings to the table. Um, he, we've won four championships with him. Um, his defense is needed more than ever um right now and so yeah i i i'm totally on keep draymond um but it's like the thinnest ice you could possibly have um i don't i, I think it i'd love to see them make a make a, a flurry of moves um before the deadline and then still kind of treat draymond as you know what you know not necessarily what can you do by the deadline but Kind of just like you said, just can you control yourself? Um, as funny as that is to talk about a thirty-five-year-old man or whatever, thirty-three-year-old. So, Tony, yeah, emotional, emotional Benjamin Button, man. Yeah, Chuck. Not, I, I don't know. Yeah, Chuck, sir. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, I think you guys can probably guess how I feel about this. Uh. Well, yeah. On the Draymond note too. Um. I'm. I'm taking him in with multiple bodyguards in a full Hannibal Lecter mask, uh, just off the off chance that there are any large European men in the terminal. Um, we don't want him biting or scratching or anybody on his way to presumably Los Angeles uh, to go be with his buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. the defense is horrible, and you're right, Matt. He does have, like, this weird psychic ability to just like control the defense no matter what personnel are around there and at least bring them to average if not above average but man i like i have no i have no indication that he's gonna stop his bullshit anytime soon and we saw it with his little draymond green show soundbite um a real, a real good sign, by the way, that he has spent way too much time around LeBron James is faking retirement talk <laughs> to uh, divert away from something that you did that was not good. Um, in LeBron's case, obviously, it was getting swept. Uh, real competitive sweep, by the way. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to retire, even though we all know he's going to wait around and play with Bronny. And then Draymond doing this whole, like, I was saying retiring. I was saying I'm going to retire, and Adam Silver told me not to. Like, sure, man. Okay, <laughs> whatever you say. Uh, did not happen. Uh, but our next guy, our next part of the core that uh, may or may not be up for it is Clay Thompson, and I'm laying it down, man. I am going full. Blake Griffin in DeAndre Jordan's house. I am barricading the door. I will not let this man leave. Not only is he very important for a Steph context, like Steph has said over and over again that Clay being what Clay is offensively opens up so much of what he does. And I think that is very important. Um, you cannot like hey, we've seen it from our guy Joe Barai over and over again. Like even Clay in this diminished role is still drawing two to the ball. He's still opening things up for other people. He's been a pretty willing playmaker, and I feel like his personality, both positive and negative, is something that this team really needs. Uh, so I 
I get it. He's making a lot of money. I get it. He's an expiring contract. I get it. He's not what he used to be. I don't care, man. Like, Clay means so much more to this team than anyone not named Steph Curry. So I'm I'm keeping him at all costs. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think I'm, I'm taking Clay in the car um, or the boat, um, lighting up a joint. And uh, just having a little sash with the fool, bro. Clay's, Clay's a homie. I'm not getting rid of him at all. Um, there's been rumors about Zach Levine and um, being involved in a Clay deal. And look, man, if if your goal is to to get under that second apron, getting a contract with Levine doesn't make sense um, just from a financial standpoint. Um, like you said, Chuck, uh, the way he plays next to Steph and with Draymond, like these three – are they like there's they're they're gonna figure it out and like if they they have a chance like to to go out together i think that's gonna be awesome like you said expiring contract too clay's not gonna make 43 million dollars next year so you whatever deal that you end up getting with clay is gonna be in that 25 to 29 maybe 30 whatever it is like it's still gonna be a cut uh, from what he's making right now so he's gonna be on a much more affordable contract um you're gonna be able to to have financial flexibility um after this offseason so I don't see the reason to move Clay. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are going out, you know, taking his his comments last night out, out of context about the booze. Like, what do you, what do you expect from a guy who, who's been like beloved in this franchise and got their ass fucking whooped last night? They're going to be pissed, man. Like you want dudes to be pissed. Um, you want like a, a, a night where you get booed and Clay being mad about it is not like newsworthy or, or people turning on him. And I feel like it's been weird to see a lot of Warriors fans kind of turn on Clay specifically. Um, granted, you know, I mean, he hasn't shot. He didn't play well early in the season, and um, same thing last year. Like, uh, you know, terrible, bad, bad series against the Lakers and whatnot. But uh, Clay, when healthy, is always going to be a major, major factor for this team, especially playing next to Steph and Draymond. So, um, if you're keeping Steph, and you're keeping Draymond, uh, you're keeping Clay. Uh, and I don't think there's any two questions about that. Um, so, shout out games, he's Clay, OG Pond. Nice. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Um, I wavered a few times early in the season. Yeah. Uh, in moments that I uh, I can't take back. I got to live with those. But uh, <laughs> no, he's got to stay. And Chuck, you described the basketball aspect. Guy's still important. He's also, again, just, just to be totally frank, like the guy's been defending his ass off for a minute now. Uh, he's looked really good on that end, I think. Uh, he's been really willing as a passer, which for me, like, the next evolution of Clay Thompson like needs to be he's a guy who really, really uses gravity to set up his teammates when he has the ball. Um, I think that's going to allow him to play for a lot longer than I think a lot of people think he can. Um, but with that being said, no, Clay's got to he's keeping keeping uh, Gotham to your contract talks. I, I'd be I'm going to be shocked if Clay makes anything more than twenty four million dollars. Um, I can't imagine him getting near 30 at this point. Um I, I don't know what it's going to look like, maybe more years down to 20-ish. But uh, the Warriors, if they're not jaded by the Draymond and Wiggins scenario thus far and the Pool scenario thus far, I don't know. Uh, I mean, props to them for the, the healthy headspace because that's crazy, man. They've given out three extensions in the last year. and um, Good God, man. Oh, that's that's a tough, 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 tough way to, to look back. Um, okay, well, I somehow ended up with this one. Uh, this is the <laughs> easiest one. I don't think anybody has any – qualms about this um i guess salute and respect to the point god chris paul um listen 30 million expiring um 
we can pretend the Warriors brought him in to, to do anything but trade him eventually. In hindsight, maybe there was a world where the Warriors take off and look great and they don't trade him. But um, listen, it's uh, he he's like he's Steve Kerr's little puppeteer, little uh, little uh, ventriloquist master. OK, like he's it's tough and I need him off the team ASAP. Um, the Warriors cannot survive another moment of Chris Paul playing important minutes of basketball for this team. And I want to point out as well, I'm not, I'm not ignorant of the fact that this guy has been a plus player. Like he has been a plus player for the Warriors. He has been like, I don't know where he's not been worse than the fourth best warrior this season. I'm not ignorant of that. Uh, but it's time that money has got to go. That's got to be a vessel for the holy trade made with the uh, Kuminga and Moody and uh, whoever else salaries, right? They got to go and Chris Paul's got to go. I'm driving him. I am genuinely going to say, Chris, I didn't expect this from you. I, I hated you before. I thought I would hate you throughout. Um, but I would let him know, you know, it's time. Guys. Yeah. Uh, with CP, uh, like you said, man, weird, weird year. Um, I think we were all shocked when we got him. Um, uh, didn't know, obviously, all hated him. Um, just from prior prior battles and everything, but he's been great for us, man. Um, I, I will have fond memories of Chris Paul in a Warriors uniform. Um, just the the leadership, the the point guard, all the stuff. Um, hankering down that second unit. Um, Chris Paul, man. You 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 go. Um, I will. Oh my god, that was the most heartless thing I've ever heard in my life, man. I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I mean it, man. So, I you know it was it was fun. Uh, reminded me of all those State Farm commercials and stuff. So, um, I I'll have fun every CP. Uh, jokes aside, like um, just a tough situation for him. Uh, obviously, to come to to a team like this and and uh, for it to play out the way it has. Um, so again, it's nothing against what he's brought to the table. Um, but like you said, Matt, that 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 contract is the most valuable thing he's ever done for a warrior in uh, for the warriors <laughs> outside of that, that first part felt like getting like the, it's like right before you like want to fire HR. Yeah. Like right before you're like, Hey man, like, you know, you, you just got good vibes and like loved how you brought coffee or whatever, but it's time you're out. Um, it sounded like you were giving the eulogy <laughs> of somebody you fucking hated, man. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I, I don't hate Chris Paul anymore. Um, I, you're like, hey, man, we're really grateful for your time here. You've been so great. And you're yeah, like, I've been here out. for three months. What the fuck are you yeah. talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> Probably call him Cliff on the way out just uh you forget his name or some shit. But no. Nah. Oh, no, we got Cliff Wiggins, man. That's who we got. <laughs> oh, damn, for real. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, nah, Chris Paul, man, that, thank you for your salary. Um, it's going to be insane um, to, to make some of these moves happen. But um, au revoir, brother. Have a good time. Hey, well, Gotham. You somehow wrapped it up. You you rolled up here with uh, Andy Dubs, um, Andy Andy Wiggins, man. What's going on with our guy? Ah, uh, man, Wiggs, I love you, dude. This was this one's actually heartfelt. Um, you know, you have done such a good job. Um, just you know what, like just to the way he came in, um, in twenty twenty one, um, with the the whole label um, to, to shed that whole thing um, in that 2022 run um, forever stamped in Warriors, uh, Warriors fans hearts. Um, that banner will, we wouldn't have won that without Wiggins. He was our second best player. Hands down. Um, won't forget the clamping of Jason Tatum, Luca, um, all those posters um, from that run. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it's time. I don't know where Cleveland, 
homecoming, Toronto homecoming, um, Indiana, wherever it is, uh, Wiggs, you're out, man. Uh, I love you. It's it's time. It's it's been it's been hell of a run. You've done wonderful things. Got two massive deals with the Warriors. Um, so enjoy the paychecks, man. Um, you stamped. You got a ring. Um, can't take that away. Um, appreciate everything, but. We'll see you at the reunion for the 2022 team, but um, not seeing you at practice next week, hopefully. No, I think you nailed it on the head. Like, that's the hardest part about the Wiggins thing is knowing how good he was when it really mattered. And, God, he was just so – it was such a different player for that team. And, you know, you talk about, like, it's so, it's so weird to see this player having, like, everyone's counted him out. They're like, all right, he's just, you know, he's a chucker. He doesn't try too hard. He's just kind of going through the motions. And then we trade for him in the midst of the worst season in terms of record that we've had over these past 10 years. And I feel like a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, man, you know, what is this? But, you know, the Warriors, they hadn't had a whole lot of super athletic wings uh, since Harry Barnes went out the door, they didn't have a whole lot of big defensive wings. And Andrew Wiggins, you know, they took the shot on him. It completely paid off. And now we've gone all the way back to square one somehow, where now it's old Wiggins, except he's not taking, you know, eight mid-range shots a game. So, yeah, man, you know, if he's, we're sending him up to Canada. Uh, if he's uh, returning to Cleveland, uh, where we all know he had a fantastic career, uh, you know, it's whatever, whatever happens, man. Like it was, it was a ride. Uh, it was certainly a roller coaster, uh, big old up and down. But it's time, man. Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot to add. Um... Listen, I'm 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 like probably literally 48 hours from hopping on the podcast and complaining about Wiggins. Uh, it's gonna happen in less than less than that. I'm I'm very positive. But with that being said, uh, Gotham, you said it's stamped. 2022 run. Uh, he was great in that series. Like he was great. He was the epitome of what anybody could expect from like a higher level role player, small forward for a team. Uh, grabbing boards, defending his ass off, and hitting threes, hitting big shots. Um, even last year, coming back from whatever he was, he went through. Um, everybody has their thoughts on that, but the guy came back, played immediately, broke his ribs, kept playing. Um, can't forget. With that being said, um, you just know Jason Tatum is watching Wiggins this year. He's just saying, "This guy, <laughs> this is the guy that got me." You know it. You can't. It's just. It's got to be a crazy experience. Um. I have never I, I can't think of anything like this where a player just comes back and looks like like at, at in their prime like a shell of themselves. Like they just have the yips and they've got, you know, broken knees. I don't I don't know what to make about it, but it's it's, it's a bummer. Uh it is either that or Draymond, the biggest problem the Warriors have faced this season is Andrew Wiggins regression. Um listen, it's uh Andrew loved it, loved the time. Um could say it any better you get it's, it's time to go the time is up we've had a it was a nice again genuinely incredible little run that um hopefully people look back in your career and remember more than anything else but time to go
Time to go, man. And uh, look, we we went through every single team or every single player on the roster here. Um, this was clearly, um, you know, as, as you guys can see, man, if you guys listen to all this, like a lot of these guys, like we don't want to see go um, like guys like JK Moody, even wigs got like guys who have done stuff for this team, but it's uh it's at a point where, where it's time. Um, and, you know, the reports seem make it seem like Steph Curry, um, the, the leader of the, the show obviously is behind it. So, um, look, something's got to give the, this this team can't continue doing the way or playing the way that they have been over the last you know few games. But um, there's still time to save it. Um, but there's no more time to save this episode, man. We've uh, we've run a long time. Uh, Matt, Chuck, before we get out of here, man, anything uh, anything you guys want to shout out coming up? A um, lot of stuff, a lot of stuff cooking right now. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we got another episode coming out this week. Keep an eye out for that. We'll be doing a little. Uh little game preview of this upcoming Bucks game. Um, I'm sure it'll be a very entertaining watch and the Warriors will perform very well. Uh, So a lot to look forward to there. Uh, I also got another article coming out on the swishtheory.com doing a little dive on Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has been a very fun uh, rotation redemption story for that team, currently tops in the West. Uh, so keep an eye out for that coming in a few days. And, yeah, besides that, that's all I got. I will be retweeting Chuck's shit, and <laughs> that's uh, that's it. Obviously, Chuck is spot on with – well, not spot on. He didn't get a question right. He knows it's happening because it's happening tomorrow. We're recording a pod with uh, a special Bucks guest. We're looking forward to it. Um, so two pods, two days, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy, man. Grind doesn't stop here. Warriors Invitational. Uh, as always, guys, keep checking us out. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever it is. Um, reach out to us. Um, any of your thoughts, trades, um, takes on the team. Um, if you're interested in hopping on the pod, we'd love to have you guys. Um, we have a little bit of a backlog of, of people like just reaching out. So um, bear with us. It's not it's not personal. We want to get everybody on, uh, which was our goal um, with the rebrand. But uh, other than that, man, we will see you on the next episode. Um, with the locked on bus guy, bucks guys. And uh, till then guys, peace.